one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ewan Parson. Hello. And Rich Hudson. Hello. Now, we're going to try a news pod. A whole bunch of different things have happened across the week, and not all of them we got around to covering. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we'll run down things that we have covered, so you can go out and check the separate videos out. And there should be audio on this channel as well, if you're listening on the audio platforms, for some of this stuff, too. Um, as a quick little roundup, we uh, we talked about the leaked PS5 design, the Microsoft Connect listening to all of us for the last six years. Um, very sort of slightly illegally, but, you know, good fun. Um, Modern Warfare's Alpha, some, some impressions for Control. The Last of Us 2 getting some gameplay details and uh, a sort of redefined or slightly remixed version of the clickers um, and Telltale coming back um, but with the weird sort of caveat that they're Telltale in name only yes. and a lot of the key staff have been brought back as freelancers yes. which is the biggest F you could have done. This happens yeah. all the time. It, yeah. happened, it happened with Atari in the early 2000s mm-hmm. as well. So. so it's like some of the IPs got saved like uh, they haven't managed to secure The Walking Dead yet but A Wolf Among Us seems I thought to Walking be Dead more. was done anyway. Walking um, Dead was done but they have uh, Skybound Entertainment has that at the moment. Mm-hmm. So. so they're wrapping right. the current story I thought they just did it to finish off final season mm. and then they were done with I it. I think, but. yeah, it might be that. But I guess I you know. could you could have potentially have expected more Walking Dead something. And yeah. So they'll maybe see about that. Um, but yeah, you can go check out some different videos and things and uh, bits and pieces about that. Um, but the thing I'm going to open up with, a brand new thing. Although, actually, no, let's talk about the PS5 for a little bit because that's Ooh, a weird console. Baby. You and hadn't seen it until a few minutes ago. What do you think? It looks like you meant to strap it into a motorcycle. Yeah. And then use it to Fast and Furious Nitro boost yourself <laughs> to the point where your jowls start <laughs> flying backwards. Hey, if that's the, the advert for it, I will take <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said on the news with uh, Josh that it looks like either a, a trip mine from Goldeneye mm. or like uh, <laughs> a wall panel that you like scan your card to to get through like a suit. Like a health oh, suit. Cyber like, security. You put thing. your face mm. in. Like, yeah, uh. you put your face in. It. <laughs> Anything that looks kind of cyberpunky. I mean, this is the thing. The the distinction to be made is that this is the dev kit. It has been confirmed that this is the dev kit that mm. um, different teams are working with right now. Not the retail version yet. Um, although the obviously the visual of it's out there. So who knows if it takes off Completely enough? Completely pointless for it maybe to be a dev it. kit design. But okay. Case, I know, really. like, what the hey? they Who put cares? so much effort into it. There's all these weird fans on it and lights and everything. And to it's be, like, to be yeah. fair, if it's any, if if it's just a little bit less noisy than my PlayStation 4, it's a day one purchase. <laughs> well, that was what I said about it with the, all the design being very like meshy. It's like, mm. oh, air cooling, good, do it. Consoles, you're really bad at air cooling. It's very always, true. Really big caveat of console design is they always make them 
badly cooled. Mm. Look at the 360. Oh, God, yeah. I think, um, oh, I think they're focused I on I went through like three Xbox 360s. It seems to be that, yeah, it's the one kind of Achilles heel for all console stuff is that they yeah. nearly always melt themselves to death. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, onto the, the newer sort of stuff, for sort of slightly um, less known stories that are still worth talking about. Um, now, you guys aren't Yakuza fans, but this was this gender a rupture. I did see the, the, the discourse and how it just mm. looks completely not like any Yakuza thing. I did mm. see the bread physics. The oh, bread, the bread phys- physics. It has bread physics. Oh, mate, there's well, a bit where he bites in the bread and you, it like falls apart, like he tears it off, it like comes out in the individual bit. It's like it's it's some kind good of like, crummage. Forget you, you know, AI fish. Yeah. We've got bread physics. Yeah, this now. is the next generation of uh, of crumb. Did physics. they hire the folks from I am bread to help to consult Sadly not, on Yakuza? What a trick they missed. They could have had the yeah. floppiest bread and they didn't. <laughs> um, so the actual news thing is that Yakuza Seven got confirmed. A uh, new character, Ichiban Kasuga, who's um, the first character, the first new main character, because uh, Kazama Kiryu's story is done, so whatever. Um, but yeah, the big deal is that it's no longer a action arcade beat em up Streets of Rage in 3D style um, and it's a turn based game like uh, Dragon Quest or like Persona or whatever um, and that's a whole big deal now for me I'm totally fine with that because I love those games um, and I like the idea that the uh, creative director got out there and said look we're going to try something new um, you know we're seven installments in seven main installments in we want to try something completely different and they also said if it doesn't work we'll go back to the action stuff mm. they're just trying a bit of turn based stuff I mean but fair enough what do you guys think in terms of like the look of it and stuff because I think you've seen bits and pieces of it visually it looks very impressive mm. I don't know I saw people saying that it's almost meta in a way that it's about more JRPG in the sense that like you have all these crazy visuals that mm-hmm. are going along with it. So I guess if if I was de- like dedicated to Yakuza and I was really, ta- I'd probably be like, like me. I'd be like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, especially because I, I hate turn-based stuff. That's right. just me. I, I find oh, it yeah. really boring. I'm exactly the tedious. same. Yeah, turn-based uh, switches me off straight. Yeah. Oh guys, yeah. turn-based. Sorry, fun. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna crap on you. Your fun, Scott Taylor. You can have a good time. <laughs> to be fair, the um, they did release an April Fool's trailer, like you know, obviously back in April, with this uh, n- uh, main character and this new guy uh, Ichiban, um, who's uh, was doing turn-based stuff in the April Fool's thing, and everyone was like, "Oh God, can you imagine if they ever did oh, an April no. Fool's? Ever did a turn-based Yakuza?" And then that was actual footage of the real Yakuza Seven, which is now confirmed. Um, which is another sort of thing as to why the fandom were like, are you kidding? It's an easy way to plant it into the fans' consciousness mm. without too much of a potential backlash yeah. because it's April Fool's. I mean, fair enough. It's, it's a clever is, way to do it. But. The thing is as well, in, in the Yakuza games, there are tons of mini games. Like, you know, you have the, the main combat, but you also have a whole bunch of stuff on the side. Part of me thinks that the turn-based stuff is kind of like a gag, like that that's only a small portion of the game. Uh, or maybe that is the main game, but you'll still get to do full-on combat stuff alongside. I think they'll be taking both boxes. Yes. And um, the last thing for that is that uh, the title is apparently Like a Dragon in the West. Yakuza Seven, like a dragon in the West. Does that get you in? So Japanese. Yes, mm. love it. I'm co- after the Yakuza Six was called Song of Life. So you know, bring on the madness. I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a good title. I don't know why my mind instantly went to Eddie Murphy as a yeah. dragon from um, <laughs> from Mulan. Considering they have a Michael Jackson ripoff called Miracle Johnson, they should definitely get him in. Miracle, Miracle Johnson, Johnson. Miracle somehow Johnson. sounds even more problematic <laughs> <laughs> on the problematic scale. Yeah. Um, next thing down is uh, Resident Evil. Now this uh, this was something that I I forgot who I, who was I in the room with when I covered this with the other day. I already did a video on uh, the idea of Project Resistance being the next Resident Evil game, um, but there's some new things that have came out about it. And um, now have you guys heard it was Jules have you guys heard <laughs> of um, Resident Evil Outbreak from 2003 uh, no I haven't ish good ish is enough ish. we're equipped good so back then they did a multiplayer online Resident Evil called Resident Evil Outbreak and you had to buy a separate modem to put into your PS2 to play with a whole bunch of friends and you know do Resident a Evil a modem online. oh yeah oh my yeah. god now we're going all you guys to... alive back then yeah I was. Cool <laughs> I was alive I know about the PS I know about the Playstation modem so they had a whole no thing worries. yeah it was like Metal Gear Substance had it in like Resident yeah. Evil Outbreak um, and it was the you know the online sort of multiplayer Resident Evil and it was alright I was gonna say was it any good because when they did all the other multiplayer stuff it's always been really badly received well that's the thing so. right and so like yeah Umbrella Core is like regarded 
Uncharted is terrible. And like, you know, they've tried a couple of other different online versions that have never done especially well. Yeah. Um, but Outbreak kind of has the, the fan vote. Um, but yeah, so Capcom tweeted out this new thing called Project Resistance with the RE in capital in red lettering. So it's like, yeah. okay, something Resident Evil's coming. So they're going to announce it at uh, the Tokyo Game Show. Um, but there are a few bits and bobs that sort of kind of confirm that it's going to be, or hint towards it's going to be another Resident Evil Outbreak game. Um, but since then, people have gone into the YouTube teaser link that they've put up because it's one of those like scheduled pl- planning for the next few days kind of links um, and pulled a whole bunch of screenshots off it, which that's, Nyon confirmed. That's amazing how they've managed that. I don't know how you do that. How on earth you do data that. mine the potential thumbnail that's going to go up in a few days or something. Um, but yeah, so they've pulled some uh, screenshots from that which confirmed that it's a group-based Resident Evil, mm. um, which I guess is just a, a general sort of talking point because you guys played, well, I know you, Richie, you played, I played Resident Evil 2. Remake, yeah. And so like, what do you get of the idea of that? I, I really like it. I mm. kind of, I, I'm, I've been waiting for a Left 4 Dead style thing. That's what I think they're doing. For ages. Play Vermintide, you no, PCs, right? yeah. it's on consoles as well. Is it? I don't yes. want to fight some okay. some rats, Mo- mate. Some- I don't want to do rats. Moving but on. I would like. I've been craving a Left 4 Dead experience for ages, and mm. Resident Evil to me, even though you, you you associate it more so with like, well, not in recent years, but you do associate it more so with the idea of like slow kind of um, isolated horror. Mm. I do like the idea of just going all out and be like, hey, here you are, the lads, the zombies. <laughs> Let them fight. To like, be fair that's as what well, I want. Like Resident Evil 2's, I forget you call the engine. I mean, just might just it, was the, it was the uh, the RE it was engine. The RE engine yeah, yeah. Um, Resident Evil 2 looks absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. and plays like so well. Like mm-hmm. the general heft of the characters and the momentum and everything, and the feel of the weapons is great. I think any excuse to just give you more combat scenarios with that stuff is brilliant. So I don't know if that, if that's the one thing I kind of wished I had with mm. the Resident Evil remake was to jump in and somebody else can play as Claire mm-hmm. and whatever, just just jump in two people and do that. Like, I'd be really fun like to see it in like a multiplayer mm. standpoint. But even with like, even if they did like a a semi-half-baked campaign mode as well. We could just play through something co-op, like like a half, uh, a half-done Resi five. Five, or six. yeah. Like doing that would be really cool as well, especially if it plays exactly the same as mm. Resi Two. Because well, I mean, now, that, now they've hit that mark, they're not going to change from that. Yeah, like, I think they. Stick. And plus, if Resident Evil Eight is going to be first person, it kind of makes sense to diversify the other direction. You know, try another mobile, uh, sorry, another online game. They like, can the tick both time. boxes; it'll keep everyone happy. Yeah, so. yeah. And like Outbreak, like I said, kind of has the fan vote. Like a lot of people who did invest in the new technology, the hardware back in the day, like managed mm-hmm. to get their consoles online. And like you know that idea of playing like a Resident Evil as a group of people, you maintain the atmosphere of it. Like it was really cool. Like mm-hmm. so, I like the idea of that. Um. Next thing down is, this is like a weird thing, but I wanted to, uh, kind of an excuse to talk about Remnant from the Ashes, which is just come out of nowhere and everybody's oh. playing it. Um, but the general sort of news thing that I want to point out is if you look at THQ Nordic, um, obviously they've been rebuilding themselves for the last few years. Uh, THQ uh, folded and they managed to sort of a, kind of come back as THQ Nordic. Um, and there's a whole list of different acquisitions, different studios and IPs that they've been buying up. Um, but for me, I think they're very carefully playing their cards. They're sort of, they're back in the public consciousness, um, but in this really kind of clever way. Um, and so there's like a two-pronged attack that I want to kind of highlight first up is Remnant from the Ashes which you've been playing a lot of Rich as you said it came out of absolutely nowhere yeah. and suddenly everyone is playing it so to put it really really uh, simply it's Dark Souls with guns okay uh, and it's got that difficulty. It's got that same checkpointing system. It's mm-hmm. got the uh, uh, very heavy emphasis on your on your items and upgrading stuff and, f- and finding bits and bobs. And I'll see some really flamboyant boss fights. Mm. But as someone who's who's kind of half clicked with Souls before, never really gotten massively into it, mm-hmm. um, this came out of nowhere, and I've just been obsessed with it. Because the thing that I think is really cool is that it's made by Gunfire Games, who did Darksiders Three. Yeah. Um, which is kind of I, I like Darksiders Three. I love the coming franchise. out for free on the PlayStation. That's the thing. Plus and so thing next month. I think that like that's another thing where I'm like you're playing your cards so well because Darksiders 3 is now the new PS Plus game for September yep. um, so a lot of people are obviously going to check that out and then kind of associate Gunfire maybe or look into their other work realise they're also Remnant um, and the, although Remnant is published by 
Someone uh, else. I literally said it about. There's a team not called Perfect World Entertainment. Yes, Cats. and they're owned by THQ. So yep. it's uh, it's kind of the thing where they've sort of THQ are managing to get back in and be a major player again, um, but in this sort of very intelligent way where they get their playing to a lot of their strengths in terms of fan favorite franchises like Darksiders. Yeah. Um, and another game is uh, Wreckfest, which uh, oh. just got released like stealth released on the PlayStation Store. It's been out on PC. Re- yeah, for a Wreckfest while. has been. I think Wreckfest was originally. Uh, I think it was called the Next Car Game like, right. years ago, and it was like showing off like horrendously realistic physics in terms of like crashing into things mm. and your car being bent and like your axles being broken and stuff mm-hmm. and how that played out. And uh, yeah, I just got it on a whim like uh, a year ago. Mm-hmm. Like actually it might have been just over a year ago. Uh, and it's been out on PC for a while and it is like Destruction Derby like super duper realistic mm-hmm. and it's just, it's an absolute blast. It's, it it's a game. Great. It's a game that takes itself really, really seriously in mm-hmm. terms of how it plays but in reality, yes, you're just driving about in a double-decker uh, <laughs> it's like a car on top of a car yeah, yeah. Like, like a death race stuff. game or yeah, something it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it is like a realistic destruction derby game yeah. with, with races and just box down a destruction derby and it's fantastic and, the, and it's obviously it's coming to playstation 4 is it coming to xbox it's, as well um, i don't know if it's coming to xbox it's out on playstation now yeah um, about like today or something yeah i caught it on the store last night but it's just like yeah you can like race couches and do all these big it, it reminds honestly, me honestly the, the first level of the the main sort of single player story mode is a, is a lawnmower free-for-all brilliant good it's get, fantastic it's get so every game to start with that Sinister that might have other connotations, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, um, in terms of like the like I said, the sort of franchises that they're tapping back into, those sort of nostalgic plays that they're sort of doing, um, Wreckfest is very much destruction derby, very much flat out, yeah, um, flat out still going, but um, you know, arcade racing kind of has been on the back foot for so long, like we've mm. had so many simulation based races, like Forza Horizon's kind of the only, I mean, Hor- Horizon is it. amazing, yeah, it's, it's kind of tapping into the middle ground between horrendously realistic and arcade, mm. and if it's a swing, if the pendulum's swinging back that way, that's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of people happy, mm-hmm. and I think but actually. I say that um, Onrush by Codebusters oh, yeah. came out that the year. It bombed was, it though. Was really, <laughs> it's a solid enough great. game, but it didn't sell it very didn't, well. It's a shame. It. I've not mm-hmm. really come across anything. That I, I I love Codemasters. They had Grid, which mm-hmm. was amazing. They yeah. had um, Dirt Two as well, which I thought was kind of like the pinnacle so of that solid. series. Toy Box Turbo. Um, but like. No, <laughs> <laughs> but like we need we need more Codemaster stuff. Give me oh, that. Yeah, like I, I still, think yeah. they're still going, but obviously it's like every other game mm-hmm. they they kind of hit and miss. I think it's because they're mainly focusing on the F1 games every year, mm-hmm. so their their other stuff seems to get put on the back foot, which is mm-hmm. a shame because you know they've done some really good titles in yeah, the past. Yeah. But. but it's like that's the thing. Like we all kind of have these little like you know touchstones, little points that we can go to and go like, okay, I played that when I was a kid. I loved it. I played when I was a teenager or whatever. And for me, I think that's what THQ is getting back into when the industry overall is so obsessed with profit margins and inflation and growth and everything and all these massive over the top. You you know, 120 hour long games that we're yeah. never going to finish. I like that there's a studio out there that is almost like double A kind of thing in between the indies and the triple A. Just going, they can't, they can't, here's the franchise you remember. on the same shelf as like Devolver. Yeah, Because they, they're also, are they, they also publishing the uh, SpongeBob remaster and yes. the Destroyer Humans remaster as well? Mm-hmm. It's just like, I, I never played the Battle of Bikini Bottom, but it's like the fact that it's got <laughs> this huge fan base, like this game was great and they can remaster Honestly, it and everyone loses Destroy their Destroyer Humans coming back. I completely, t- I, was, I didn't even realize I, ha- I just got an advert for it on YouTube. <laughs> One day I was like, eh? I know. <laughs> it's just like something like Destroy All Humans. Like they mm. have those little fan bases that mm. like people don't realize how much of an affiliation or attachment they have to them until they're reminded of it again. This and is I how we get Simpsons hit and run back. I was literally about to say, yeah. 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 Maybe it's building to that. Do oh. a better Simpsons. Because if, honestly, if they if they had if there was that studio that remastered mm. all these games, you think I will never see a remaster of this, mm-hmm. and they just tell me go, okay, here That's it the is. That's thing. Yeah. It's like they would make a killer. I would never in a million years thought we would be getting a Ghostbusters remaster this year, for instance. And already that's. 
incredible because like the, the game came out and I traded it in like an idiot after I finished <laughs> after I completed it and yeah. it was one of my favorite games of, of that year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if we can get, I know people kind of decry and bemoan remasters a lot of the time, but like if it's for stuff that you generally don't expect to come back mm-hmm. and you potentially miss the first time around or you know it had like a cult following, what's the harm? They're I just the cult publisher. Yeah. I love yeah. that idea. That's and I love that that's a great like in. that's a great in for them as well. Yeah. Like considering that, like I said, the two disparate halves of the industry. Um, I think the whole thing with remakes is that like there was so many games that back at the beginning of the generation. Yeah. Yeah, getting yeah. that many new things but there's loads of the remasters. Assassin's Creed remasters it, it, yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was kind of like the uh, the era of the iPad releasing and every app had mm. a HD version on the app store <laughs> it was just it was just like a basic port but now yeah. obviously since we had like uh, the Resi 2 remake and stuff like that obviously the, the approach to remasters I think mm. we did a podcast on this ages ago we like, did the way that they've actually taken them very very seriously mm. and if THQ if that's going to be one huge pillar of THQ mm. then that's great yeah yeah totally here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, to round up the THQ thing as well, it's just worth mentioning some of the acquisitions that they've had. Um, these were back in 2018. They um, they got the Time Splitters IP, the Alone in the Dark IP, um, Carmageddon, and Kingdoms of Amala. So like each one of them like will have its respective little fan bases that pop internally. Again, it's definitely cool. all for me. Yeah. Cool. I was going to see which one of them resonates with you guys. For me, it's Time Splitters. That's I mean, you know, I've not. I yeah, it's Time Splitters. <laughs> such a such a huge thing to finally bring back all the stuff we've done in the past. Of like, is Time Splitters coming? And mm. this is the first time it's been. Just do yes. put an HD collection on uh, Switch. I mean, Amula was done real dirty by being completely... Yes. Like it, it's, it came out the same year Skyrim did, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Which probably oh, didn't help his chance. <laughs> and, you know, and it, that game deserves a second chance. Oh, God, yeah. So, yeah. Like the, yeah, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, if you want a really, really overlooked RPG, is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Some of the best combat in an RPG. But yeah, go play Remnant. Yes. Oh, yeah, it. yeah, Remnant go as well. Go play it. Just <laughs> go play it. Seriously. You right will, now? Yes. It's, uh, yeah, I'll something... finish the podcast myself. You guys go play Remnant. Okay, okay. Something like Remnant we might eventually get back to because I think that is doing something... like. 
said, people still refer to it as Dark Souls with guns. It seems to be the biggest surprise of the year. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, we might do all oh, the biggest surprises Sets of the year. Uh, apart. As we're talking about surprises, some of our studio fell apart. We're gonna keep going, but um, yeah, we should do biggest surprises we of should. the year so Absolutely. far. That sounds good. Um, next thing down is Battlefront Two. The um, developer Dennis Bran- Branval. Branval. Um, Volvolt. Yeah. Volvolt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're going full J. Joe there. I was trying to get, I was trying to do the old pronunciation, but I, yeah. I couldn't get it right. But yeah, he's been um, addressing the fact that obviously he had a very rough launch and the mm-hmm. sort of general reputation around Battlefront 2 has been a bit up and down. Um, and so I did this nice little interview where they said that, look, we acknowledge that we hit rock bottom in terms of player sentiment, um, but now it's climbing every month. Um, and they've been announcing a whole bunch of new DLC and different moves that they've been doing, different game modes and things like that. Ewan's popping to talk about this. Go oh, on, Battlefront 2 is like, from the ashes it has risen, <laughs> like uh, yeah. Rainbow Six Siege in a way, um, and yeah, it's, it's again, it's, a, it's another Siege-esque success story for DICE in this regard, because fair play to them, they completely supported this game um, mm. when basically they could have just let it and just let it out to dry. And the on, thing yeah. is as well, they've done that by listening to the community first and foremost, mm. and really tapping into a, a niche of the Star Wars fandom. So yeah. most of the content that they've been producing for the past um, year or so has been predicated around the Clone War era, mm. and that was the thing that people really wanted to see with the sequel, because obviously it was left out in the first game, mm or the first reboot and it's one of the things that people most fondly remember from the original Battlefront games mm-hmm. and so they've actually made a concerted effort to to add in new skins new stuff they've brought back all the voice actors from the Clone Wars cartoon there is such a, a, a genuine level of dedication and detail to mm-hmm. what they're doing right now and some of it's coming a little bit slowly but um yeah, it's in such a healthy position right now. And they announced, you know, um, last uh, D23 that they basically got a Republic Commando thing coming yeah. out. And the best thing about this Republic Commando thing <laughs> is that not only is it the exact same design from the 2005 game, they also have, like, the effectively the same moves as they did. Mm. They added in a new one. But, you know, when in that game you had the DC-17 blaster and you could put different attachments on it. And yeah, yeah. Be, so you, one of the abilities is the grenade launcher attachment that you could put on it. And then also their melee animation is the unique knife animation that they nice. had in that game. Um, so, yeah. Wrist knives, yeah, just yeah. give me them all. And like they have that coming, they've got new heroes coming, new skins coming, they've got loads of Rise of Skywalker stuff planned for later in the year as mm-hmm. well, and um, yeah, new maps and everything. So it's it's one of those things where I keep on coming back to Battlefront, and I'm like, I have a reason to play this, mm-hmm. and it makes me very happy because when the game first came out, I was I personally was enjoying it. I think that you know, it's there's never been a problem with the way Battlefront plays, or the way, was great, but yeah. it's you know, it, and the fact that everything now you can just buy the game, you don't have to worry about buying anything else, mm-hmm. it's literally just you progress you do this there's a slight disparity in the terms of the balance the way the people who have been on the game longer have better star cards than you when you're starting off right, whatever. Right. but bar that it is a very enjoyable cinematic experience it feels like they finally got to a point where because like obviously EA have this whole thing about making platforms of content and plugging mm. things into it and whatever and even though this thing is called like you know um Battlefront 2 or whatever, mm-hmm. it still feels like that they finally achieved that sort of monolithic. Here's this massive like Star Wars everything, and we'll just plug everything into it. And the gameplay is like stellar as well. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a tale of two cities with um, Battlefront and Battlefield mm-hmm. because I've just picked up Battlefield 5 now because it was like way marked down. It's like 20 quid or something. So I thought, you know what? I'm in the mood to shoot some Nazis. Give me some Battlefield goodness. I'll do that. <laughs> I want to make Nick Fury in the online mode because uh-huh. that, that howling commando representation. <laughs> and uh, I, I've not gone into it yet, but you know, every time I hear something good about Battlefront getting new updates and then mm. I hop in and I'm playing it and having a great time I hear Battlefield 5 having stuff where it's like they've just cancelled a new multiplayer yeah. mode oh, and they've just yeah. cancelled doing this and it's like 
Did that fire team thing ever come out? Uh, Not anyone that well, the Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah, yeah it did. It was like a squad, but it was like a 5v5 squad yeah. based right, mode right. that they had planned to come out and they've just completely scuppered it. And, you know, you're looking at that and how, how why is one thing working yeah. and one thing isn't? And I it's, think, yeah. yeah one, one of them launched like pretty squeaky clean. Yes. Because obviously they, they had the, the errors of the Battlefront mm -hmm. 2 to look at and go, okay, let's not do that. And mm -hmm. yeah, Battlefront 2 is still and you know, rising above. I mm -hmm. wonder if it isn't a question of niche. Because like if you think of the diehard, hardcore Battlefield fans, which I would consider myself to be among for a long mm -hmm. time, we were all asking for a Bad Company sequel. Because yeah. Bad Company 2 was like, I feel as though that's where the franchise peaked on mm -hmm. the last couple of generations. And that was amazing. But they haven't gone back to that yet. And it feels as though if maybe now is the time if they go back and make another Bad Company game mm -hmm. with that kind of same gameplay style. And, you know, that requires a, a lot of years of backpedaling and what they've done recently. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think if you tap into that niche, as has been shown by Star Wars, mm -hmm. you can get results. Yeah. It's interesting because it sounds almost like dice are going the same way Infinity Ward are mm. or, or have gone. Obviously, they yeah. have to go backtracking because, you know, Battlefield 5 was just... Battlefield 1, mm -hmm. 2, almost. like yeah. I, Even I played Battlefield 1, and it was really, really good. Yes, the operations uh, mode was so good. Yeah, it was, it, was yeah. Really, it was the first Battlefield I properly played, mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed it, because back when like Battlefield 3 came out, I was a Black Ops kid. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not touching <laughs> Battlefield. Oh, it's a Black Ops kid. I was, that's like me saying that I was a Beyblade kid and everyone else was playing Battlefield. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <again>. <laughs> but like, yeah, if, if, if the, the, the current stuff that the side of DICE doing Battlefield are doing, and it's not working, obviously backtracking back to... Bad Company 3s in the same way that they've obviously backtracked a Modern Warfare remaster, uh, reboot coming out later this year. Mm -hmm. it's, I find it interesting. Is it literally just the same studio or are there, are there two halves of I think There are definitely two halves. They're, they're, they're quite yeah, big. They're, yeah, they're very, very big. Um, there's, yeah. there's a DICE based in, uh, I want to say, Mon uh, there's DICE based in America and there's DICE based yeah. in um, Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That and I think, the Sweden, I think the Sweden DICE do, um, I, I don't know actually, I don't know how it's like it's actually demarcated so I don't want to say which studio is doing what mm -hmm. but there is definitely a delineation with a lot of EA studios where they have different teams dedicated to different stuff like for instance uh, Jedi Fallen Order that's being done by Respawn but not the Respawn that did Titanfall it's a different yeah, part of the yeah, studio yeah. I so. think in terms of DICE as well like if you read mm. um, Kotaku's deep dive into the realities of making Mass Effect Andromeda mm. there was this really like you know, DICE are extremely protective of their um, Frostbite engine and how that gets used and that sort of led to problems for Mass Effect yeah. but when they use it it can turn out and extremely so the, well absolutely like, it feels like that's the most frustrating thing is Frostbite is a genius engine but gorgeous. it's also an absolute bitch to work with I like for a lot of people amazing that yeah. they've got FIFA running on yeah, Frostbite it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a first person shooter it, engine it's a ridiculous thing and you know Battlefront does have its own issues with Frostbite, you'll notice that all the vehicles in that game clip around like uh, hell, okay, um, yeah. and like there's loads of, um, not rubber banding, but the vehicles as they're moving, they're meant to hover, but even when like they show um, tech demo gameplay of upcoming vehicles they're looking to add into the game, you can see them rubber banding along the floor and like skipping back <laughs> and stuff, and it's like, maybe even though Frostbite does afford you so much detail maybe they do have to part ways with it in some way yeah I, I just I guess in terms of like just general sort of visuals and mm. like that idea of just you want to just like plug into Star Wars like mm. the thing that they dropped the ball with obviously was all the gambling stuff and everything but like you said the gameplay has always been so solid like I always love the I forget the name of the aerial mode where you can just oh do Starfighter Assault yeah, yeah I yeah. absolutely love that I spent so long just playing as Kylo's ship and blast everything mm -hmm. apart um, so I think if they have a way to sort of go okay Star Wars hype's building for the new movie here's the game you want to just go back to and hey by the way it's been supported and you've missed out on like <laughs> you imagine Three a fully stuff. realized VR um, Star Wars assault multiplayer Oh my god! Yeah. They, did, they did an X-Wing thing, didn't they? Yes, they did, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And as a man who never cared about VR, I finally yeah. got a VR and the X-Wing thing that they put in the first Battlefront, give me a whole game in VR. Yeah. No, no one's played it apart from me and Josh, but it's perfect. <laughs> it's so good. Let me it, mate. <laughs> we'll have a look. I'm bringing like, everything in. No Man's Sky in VR yet. Yeah. 
It's so good. <laughs> there's no, there's not enough news this week for No Man's Sky, but I can. Ha- oh, so a No Man's Sky podcast. I'll drag you guys in to do a No Man's Sky. You podcast. can sit and talk to yourself. I'll just I talk to the camera. Own. It's really good. Just get finger puppet versions of me and Rich. <laughs> be like, just for, I can make you nod. For, for, <laughs> <laughs> coffee stain. Shut up. We're going to talk about No Man's Sky. Oh God. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the way that they did the X-wing VR stuff, where you can, you know, you're looking around, you can pick out the cockpit and everything mm. else. That's a level of Battlefront that I would love them to go more mm-hmm. down in a future installment. Even though at the minute it seems like they're more than satisfied with what yeah. uh, Battlefront Two is. And um, one final thing just to sort of end on is um, the disastrous state of Xbox One exclusives. Um, because we finally have Gears of War 5 coming out on uh, September 10th. You can play it early if you have Game Pass, uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Um, but I just wanted to end on the general conversation of the Xbox One because I keep forgetting that platform's even doing anything. The frustrating point. thing is, I, again, I, I come from a unique position here because I was an Xbox kid mm-hmm. up until PlayStation 4. I had an Xbox and I had an Ooh. Xbox 360 and then PlayStation 4 was my first PlayStation um, console. And mm-hmm. that mainly it was down to the fact that we had all these these um, these exclusive games and uh, you know you see Microsoft have kind of hit the panic button over their lack of exclusives buying all these different um, these studios to make first party games and stuff and my big fear with all of this with this escalating war of console exclusives <laughs> is that we're going to have effectively two monopolies again where mm. it's going to be like you either have all these exclusive games or you have these exclusive yep. games and I don't particularly want that I, I, w- I would like these different studios even though they get potentially get better funding by being first party mm-hmm. I do like the idea of having them having more autonomy and there being some sort of cross, yeah. Well, the interesting mm-hmm. thing about that is is Microsoft are opening doors mm-hmm. more so, hence why we've had like Cuphead come to the mm-hmm. Switch. We've got Ori coming to the Switch and they've, they've been very pally with Nintendo. Um, obviously, there is the, the, the inroads between Sony and Microsoft to do with streaming games, obviously, because PlayStation have jumped in on the xCloud stuff mm-hmm. to take on Stadia. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of still hypothesize that these walls are breaking. And I mm. get that uh, obviously Microsoft buying all these studios is, is obviously leading into not this gen, but next gen having a lot of uh, of those first party titles. Because I mean, the first sort of, after the year, not, was it? yeah, it was last year they announced they, they bought all these companies. Mm-hmm. Obviously the first game we saw that was like, here's a new company we've just bought that's exclusive to our thing was the uh, Ninja Theory game. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, actually I forget the name of, but it's like an online multiplayer arena shooter. But it's like this, it's, it's like it, it looks like another Xbox exclusive mm. that's going to just mm. fall flat on its it is like It is both sides of that thing, though, where, like, yeah, one, one minute Phil Spencer's out there talking about we want to share everything, want everything to be playable, but also we're buying a bunch of studios and potentially going down that route. Um, maybe, maybe that's yeah. a case of kind of like what EA did with the originals. Obviously, EA doesn't mm. have their own platform to, to, to publish on except for Origin. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, they just wanted to give... They wanted to make better games, and I feel like that's still what Microsoft are doing. I mm-hmm. think Xbox are trying to be as we've hypothesized before the idea that they're going to become this overarching like like almost not physical brand they're mm. just across the gaming yeah. ecosystem and they're just going to go from there and I think that'd be a really welcome thing to do they'll have their own console but I don't they'll have some things nailed down to it mm. but the fact that you know you get Xbox stuff on PC as well there's stuff eventually going to be coming to Switch over time which is great mm-hmm. you know I, I still I don't know whether they're going to suddenly wall off again and if they do it would feel really it feels like, like they, they've backtracked on mm. all this the last sort of two, three years they've had mm. as, as a brand and what, the, the doors they've opened over that time. That's kind of the thing. They've sort of been playing, like, yeah, playing a whole bunch of, like, cards themselves for the next generation. Like, obviously, the Xbox One, in terms of its, gen- its position in the generation, was a bit of a wash. So at some yeah. point, they had to start planning for the next time. Um, and it feels like they are sort of, like, making moves to, like you said, become this sort of the place you go to for all games. Like, they have all the backwards compatibility stuff. They have Game Pass. Even some things that are third-party get put on Game Pass on day one. Game so Pass it's like, is great. Yeah, and it's like, hey, if you don't want to pay full price, 
this, we have it right here for seven pounds or whatever. And it's like, they're really intelligent moves to try and get people back on board. And um, whether or not the hardware lives up to that, I don't know. But yeah, um, in terms of like um, exclusives this year, there's been very little. So mm. I'm curious as to whether people gather around Gears of War 5 because for me, Gears 5 has had next to no This is marketing. the weird thing as well, because I feel as though there's a degree of nostalgia. I mean, yeah. I say a degree, I mean a, a hefty dose of nostalgia. Hey, do you want to tell, tell you about Queen Mirror? Yeah. Some Queen Mirror theory. And the weird thing is, is that when I was... Uh, an Xbox 360 owner, I always looked at um, the PlayStation's 3's exclusives mm. with kind of contempt. I was like, I know you like Uncharted, I know you like Uncharted, but we have Halo, and oh, we have yeah, Gears, yeah, yeah. and like Halo and Gears, even though I, I definitely think Gears 5 is shaping up to be something quite magnificent, good, yeah. um, it's not what it once was, and, not, yeah. and not, neither franchises are, and you know, that's kind of another weird thing where it's, they've got the Halo Reach guys coming back for Gears 5 and stuff, and yeah. it's like, are they trading with nostalgia purely now? Now, when are we going to get some? I know we've had new Xbox exclusives, but like these franchises have evolved to the great to, to the point where they can't really tap into that nostalgia because mm. they're so, especially in Halo's case, where I feel it's so different from what those what oh, yeah. Bungie's work was. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you get that balance? Because like you want to have those classic exclusives. Mm. But also, you need the new the new IPs as well because you don't have Bungie anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't have the same studios that crafted those successes back on the last gen. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit weird. They were, like you said, they were so strong, and I think uh, part of that is Microsoft's fault for not marketing them in the same way, and mm-hmm. obviously not necessarily dealing with the changeover in developers as smoothly as they could have done, and um, or reassuring fans with I don't know different cinematics and things that they could have done to say, look, we're still going to carry the law forward or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Gears of War Five is, like as will be the last sort of major Gears thing mm-hmm. for a while, and it seems like it's an important release at least for Xbox fans for this year. So yeah, let us know what you think down in the comments below if you're watching the video side of things or come find us on social media if you're following along on the audio platforms. For now though, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast and I've been your host, Scott Taylor, joined by you and Parson. Hello and goodbye. Follow me on Twitter at you and ruins things. Like I'm uh... ruining everything. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening and or watching. You can follow me on Twitter at PickupChangeToe. And I am at slash LP89. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.